Welcome back to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen. I'm your host, Kristen Saxena. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how we as parents can reduce the stress you feel that comes from feeding your kids. I'm joined by our guest, Amanda Yoakum, who's a dietitian at Hy-Vee. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Amanda. Yes. Thank you so much. So Amanda Yogam, we have hung out before. Mm-hmm. You are a dietitian at Hy-Vee. Yes. And we did that fun event at Hy-Vee. That was such a great time. That was great. It was so fun having that audience there and cooking in front of them. It was great. Well, I was really excited to get you back on the show. Um, you know, before the show and after, we've talked a lot, and I know that we have a lot of the same thoughts and philosophies on things, but I think it's super fun to be able to talk to you about um, a variety of topics because you certainly come at it from a different different angle as a dietitian. And obviously you're a mom as well. Um, so in addition to kind of doing this in your professional life, you're sort of living this uh, in your in your real home life, yes. if you will. Um, but the topic I wanted to talk to you about a little bit today was, um, I'm sure as a dietitian you get uh, this question or concern quite a bit that is, how do I get my kid to eat? Does that sound familiar? Absolutely, yes. And I will say I, I get that question from a variety of parents in different situations, whether if they have a teenager or a toddler or even a six-month-old, that question comes up. And I always commend those those parents that have the young kids that they're being proactive in trying to you know get a hold of this. But that doesn't say with those teenagers that you know they haven't lost hope, right? That they're still actively working to try to get their child to eat. So what I usually say is, first of all, you have to be the good role model, right? So as a parent, we need to make sure that we are having a variety of foods, that we are exposing ourselves to not only different colors, tastes, textures, um, smells of our food, because that kind of enlightens our brain and usually then we're more excited to eat, but then also getting our kids involved having them touch it, touch the food, uh, feel the food, all those senses again, getting them active. So that's kind of my first tip is getting them involved. Getting them involved. So, Mm -hmm. because I definitely heard this a lot um, as well, like Mm -hmm. in a pediatric practice, people are always like, I just can't get them to eat. Mm -hmm. And you're right, it could be anywhere from a, you know, little toddler to, you know, people with like 18 year olds that are like, they just don't eat what they need to eat. Right. Um, And so I think like always the first thing was, well, what do you mean by that, right? Because I think sometimes it is like, I can't get them to eat. Like, I feel like they're not eating enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that that's certainly a concern that parents will have. Like, they just don't seem to eat what they should be, like enough. And then the other side is it's like, well, are they, you can't get them to eat or you can't get them to eat what or how you want them to eat. Right. And I think right. that oftentimes, you know, kind of piecemealing, like, well, what do you what do you mean? Yeah. Um, and I know we had talked about this before, but I think the first thing to come out is that like as well, as anyone, as a parent for sure, this this process, like there's a lot of feelings and anxiety and emotions that are tied up with feeding your kid. It seems really simple, mm-hmm. but I think that's the first step is to yeah. realize like, dude, you're you, almost everyone is carrying, you're carrying like, it's a loaded situation yes, right? when you're talking about that. Yeah, exactly. And I would say too, having that more relaxed environment, first of all, you know, we never wanna bombard our kids or f- have them feel like we're hovering over them to eat, eat, mm-hmm. eat, because what are kids gonna do? They're gonna do the opposite of that. So, <laughs> you know, you made a good point too is, 
what are what are they eating? Are you are are you concerned that they're not eating enough, or are you concerned of what they're eating? So if we kind of take it at the first angle, if, um, are they eating enough? Okay, mm-hmm. so really consider, are they snacking before meals? Are they drinking a lot of liquids before meals? That's pretty common, especially with toddlers. You know, mm-hmm. they get that sippy cup, and whether it be juice or milk or water, well, and they're the milk, thirsty. The milk is like one that I felt right. like was often a problem. Yeah, so much, and then there's so much, you know, their tummies aren't that big. Mm-hmm. And so then they're filling up on liquids, and they're not hungry for meals. So kind of looking at that approach too. Um, snack time should be snack time, right? It shouldn't be the grazing all afternoon noon after school or after daycare Um, but then you know presenting a meal as a meal and including those food groups whether it be three different food groups or four different food groups and that kind of leads into you know what are they eating so we're concerned if maybe they're not eating enough but then the next step is okay what are they eating so kind of a big tip with that is putting something that's familiar to them with something new so if you create a brand new recipe or made a new recipe have something that they enjoy to have along with it, whether that be, um, you know, peaches or if that's um, green beans or if that's banana bread or something that's familiar to them. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, just like us, we don't like to be thrown into new situations and that becomes overwhelming and anxiety and everything. So, again, having that familiar food is really helpful. Definitely. Well, and, you know, kind of going back to like that idea where you're saying like, you know, first I think examining the concern mm-hmm. and saying like, okay, if your concern is, are they eating enough, mm-hmm. um, or are they not getting enough of the things that I would like them to be, like mm-hmm. not eating the way that I would like them to right. eat. Uh, you know, I think probably as a dietitian as well, you guys do a lot of reviewing of, um, you know, growth charts yep. or right. you know, for kids, yep. particular growth mm-hmm. charts. Um, we do like behavioral, developmentally, like lab work if we need to do you know I think first things first like I always felt like as a parent like first recognize like okay I'm there's this is a loaded situation and so I'm gonna have to unpack like why am I so worried Mm -hmm. but I also think on the other side it's like but also don't ignore it if you're having concerns there's always that sort of like trust your gut instinct Mm -hmm. and at least look like at least make sure so I like to do you know the first steps are always like first let's just review and say Mm -hmm. like you know I know it seems like your child exists on air, but they're actually, you know, they're getting taller, they're gaining weight, yes. they're doing all the things that are appropriate for their age. Mm-hmm. They seem to be happy and have energy and, you know, are doing what they need to do at school and mm-hmm. playing and active. Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond that, you know, if there's specific concerns, you could think about doing lab work and say, okay, well, nothing looks abnormal. Now, does yeah. that mean that they're diet is the perfect optimal no probably mm-hmm. not but you know there's no emergencies here is the way I always say there's no reason we need to like go beyond what's good in the long term mm-hmm. to like patch something up that's sort of like emergent yes um, and certainly if that is the case then you need to take a more specialized approach right, right, to figure right. out what you yeah. need to fix but I would say you know the vast majority of the time um, those concerns are often in children that are otherwise like growing and developing mm-hmm. yes. very normally. But it doesn't mean that it isn't a red flag that they're starting to see patterns yeah. that are like, these aren't the best mm-hmm. patterns that I would like to see with my kid eating. So I think that's the first mm-hmm. thing always is like, know that, okay, I might be freaking out more than I need to. Right. And mm-hmm. don't let that like 
make you think in that short term sort of way but also to say like but i'm gonna trust my instinct and make sure you know get to those checkups go Mm -hmm. see a dietitian see somebody that can kind of look through Mm -hmm. the data and say like well that i don't see any you know giant problems right Right. now yes and that's exactly what i was going to say too you know as a dietitian my role is to create these healthy lifelong eating Mm -hmm. habits and so as you said you know looking at kind of that big picture and sitting down with a dietitian doctor um, and looking at what are they eating? Because again, we're not looking for perfection. What we're looking for is consistency. And also really helping that parent understand that their portion sizes as an adult are much different than a child. Mm -hmm. And so if they're having two tablespoons of um, uh, broccoli versus our cup that we need, that's okay. And and even I've had uh, clients that I've worked with, with picky eaters, our goal was just to have them lick the food. Mm-hmm. You know, licking, that is a huge milestone. And so, you know, sometimes just celebrate those small victories. But remember, again, big picture, if maybe they didn't have um, a vegetable in one day, did they have a fruit? Well, mm-hmm. they're still getting vitamin C, they're still getting fiber. And then maybe that next day, we're really gonna work on maybe having a vegetable that the child does prefer. And so like you said, trying to not have it be so zoned in on like one meal or um, one situation, but looking at that big overall, are they growing? Are they healthy? Are they moving? Are they active? Um, how's their blood work if we need, again, like you said, if mm-hmm. we need to check that. I think that is really helpful for a parent to really see they're doing okay, you know, it's okay, yeah. Yeah, well, you brought up another point that um, I've heard before, uh, but in terms of, you know, I would also get a lot of parents say, you know, they're very, a lot of kids are much better mm. at eating fruit mm-hmm. than they are eating mm-hmm. vegetables, or that's like a kind of common. Yes. So, you know, I've told people, really fruits contain a lot of the same nutrients mm-hmm. that vegetables do. Yep. Is that, I mean, as a dietitian, yeah, yeah. would you, Absolutely, they both have antioxidants. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there's there's the sweetness, right? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to make sure that our kids aren't just eating sweet all day because mm-hmm. then the body naturally gravitates towards wanting sweet. So again, thinking about how to cook it differently. So broccoli by itself, not maybe the most favorable thing, but when you roast it- I do it, love broccoli. No. But do you like it? Do you like it raw? I do, but not as much. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's much better yeah. cooked. Yeah, when it's baked and sa- yeah. or sauteed, it brings out a different Mm-hmm. Uh, flavor profile, right? So again, trying to get creative and just figuring out what is that child like. Um, and I always say with vegetables in particular, if we're talking about that, is a little dip is okay. So yeah. if they need a little ranch or a little cheese sauce, I'd rather have them eat the vegetable than not. Uh, and so having the little you know, hummus or something with it, perfectly fine. Definitely. Yeah. Well, so I think then that kind of like brings me, so we, you know, you kind of be like, all right, I have my kid, I have these worries that how do I get them to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, pa- unpack that, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, first, let's make sure, like, is your kid actually growing and healthy and otherwise okay, check, yes. Yep. All right, well then, uh, you know what I think, and we've talked about this before, is the idea is, well then, are you asking the right question? Like, is your real question, how do I get them to eat? And I know we have talked in the past about um, the division of responsibility mm-hmm. and how maybe, uh, you know, the first step is sort of reconsidering like what is your responsibility or what should be your goal and perhaps it's not getting them to eat. Mm-hmm. So do you wanna talk a little bit about what yes. that would mean to you? Yes, our, our uh, we have that same passion <laughs> of that division of responsibility and it's, it's really, 
when a parent adopts that principle, it can be so helpful for them and to take that anxiety off. So that division of responsibility is the parent is responsible to have the food available, to uh, indicate when mealtime is, but it's up to that child to determine how much they are going to eat of the food that was given. Mm-hmm. And that can be really hard, um, especially, uh, you know, we grew up in the generation of the clean the plate club, yeah. right? So. Yeah. It can be hard, and of course, we want to gear them, gear that child into knowing that we need to eat a variety of foods, right? We can't just eat the mac and cheese. There's mm-hmm. gonna be multiple foods on there. So if that's the one bite rule, the no thank you bite, I've heard a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a good way to start to get your child to eat. Um, but also, are you do you have distractions going on in the house? Um, is the TV on? Are the phones at the table? Is there a book at the table? Really taking all those distractions away so the child in your family can really focus in on what the task is, and that is to eat. Mm-hmm. And hey, who doesn't like to eat? Both of us like to yeah, eat. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, that's kind of that division of responsibility. Parent responsible for the food, having it available, mealtime, that child, their task is to eat. Yeah. So, or not to. Yes. If they right. So, and I feel like, yes, you know, point. if I was a parent and I tune in, I'm like, oh, good. Mm-hmm. You know, this show, how do I get my kid to eat? I want to know. And then I'm listening and I'm like, oh, don't. Thanks. Right. But it's true. <laughs> right, right, right. So I like, you know, you check the boxes and you mm-hmm. say, okay, this is an emergency. And then I think it's. You know, at first, like you said, it first it sounds simple, like, oh, okay. But then second, it's like in real life, it can be really hard yeah. to adhere. And mm-hmm. so I think that, but when you when you realize that in the long term, mm-hmm. this is what makes, this actually is what creates better eating habits. Mm-hmm. It makes the meal times more pleasant yeah. and it doesn't become a stressful struggle between yeah you know, parent and child. And I remember too, I always think too, whenever somebody says this sort of like clean your plate club mm-hmm. or something, and I don't remember the exact rules, but I remember, I always think um, back to school. Mm-hmm. And when I was like in elementary school, you get your tray full of food. Yes. And I remember like I had the trick because I don't even know if it was you couldn't get up and clear your plate till you ate a certain amount, uh-huh. I mean, it was pretty little, uh-huh. but I quickly learned, well, you drink your milk first, you open up the carton, <laughs> you secretly stuck. like dump the crap you don't want to eat into the carton and you close it back up uh-huh. so that when they come back over, you're like, oh, yeah, right? right? And I mean, right, like right, you yeah. learn this stuff yeah. at a young age. Mm-hmm. And so your kid's gonna figure out, you know, a way around, and that, that, what are you doing? Like mm-hmm. what kind of, what kind of benefit are we creating uh-huh. you know by doing all we've learned is like shifty ways to get around stuff <laughs> yeah. so I always think back like they're forcing someone like you're gonna mm-hmm. sit here until this is gone right it, it's yeah. one way or another gonna backfire so mm-hmm. either they'll find a way to get around it you yeah. know feeding it to the dog under the table it'll become some sort of battle mm-hmm. if you have a strong-willed kid mm-hmm. or you know like in your best winning scenario, all you've done is like, if you have a kid that maybe is more agreeable or compliant by nature, all you've taught them is, hey, you know, just shovel it in so that you can get on to the next thing right. and do what right. you really want to do. You yeah. know, just yeah. try to ignore the fact that you want nothing to do with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. is that really like... That's not healthy either. No. And yeah. so I think when you start to think about it like that and you're like, oh, you know, I really mm-hmm. have to think of this in a more mm-hmm. long-term way. Um, and when you realize, you know, it doesn't feel like it because it's not this like immediate gratification we all want, but... 
when you do start to realize like, oh, this is actually like the best method to get them to eat as much as they their body feels that they need. Yeah. And like when there's no pressure, mm-hmm. then you're more willing to try stuff, yeah, right? Exactly. When you just see yes. people enjoying it. Yes. Well, and I, you know, we had talked about basketball practices and our kids. And, yes. you know, one thing that happens sometimes in our house is we get we get so busy, we get home and we sit down to eat right away. Yeah. Well, my kids aren't usually hungry right after, you know, running mm-hmm. or whatever sport. So it's almost like, okay, let's decompress a little bit, whether that's take a shower, do homework, and then we eat. Or, you know, if your child isn't quite ready, I guess, to to partake in a family meal, they're sitting there, maybe they had a few bites, and then they, they think they're done. But then before bedtime, they come to you and they say they're hungry. Well, maybe that's the time that you need to reheat up their food. Mm-hmm. And then that's their choice that they get to eat um, rather than getting the goldfish out or whatever like right. that. Right, yeah, I had to learn. I, when my kids were younger, I would say we yes. don't do that as well. Occasionally though, uh-huh. yeah, especially with my younger one, it'll still be like, well, we can reheat dinner. And then that's usually the test too. Yes, if they really exactly. are hungry yep. or if yep. they were just hoping for something else, that's right? That's exactly like, well, right. we can reheat your dinner because you yep. didn't eat that and mm-hmm. it's like mm, I'm good I think I'm good yep that's <laughs> like, exactly well, then right. I think you'll be hungry yeah. at yeah or then they'll realize that they should have eaten at mealtime yeah you know and again it is exactly right it's a little bit of a test that mm-hmm. you have decided when it was mealtime and they chose not to but now now it's you need to eat your food so, definitely yeah. well and I think that speaks to the other thing too and I I do think it has helped me it was something I I knew on paper but like just seeing my own kids grow through it mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with um you know we as adults I mean yes you'll have like more active times of your mm-hmm. life or more active days and less active days and that might like change your hunger mm-hmm you know, whatever, menstrual cycles, whatever. Uh-huh. There might be different yes. reasons why you might be more hungry one day and not. But kids, that's like way more, you know, they have so much more variation in how much they want to eat of what right. over over much shorter periods of time. And I've definitely, you know, seeing it through your own kids, there's times, you know, where growth and development is just faster and yep. slower. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see it, you know, within the same kid. I think that's the other thing is, is by the time you're to like the third kid, you've uh-huh. already been through this a couple of times and you're like, okay, I'm used to like, all right, well this week you're eating everything in sight and I'm yep. starting to think like, oh man, do you eat too much? Uh-huh. And then the right. next week it's like, well, I don't think he's eaten for, you know, he barely ate anything at yes. breakfast and he, you know, and it's uh-huh. like you're on this emotional roller coaster and eventually you realize, well, they're just listening to their body because you do see too, you know, they'll kind of like eat a whole bunch and then you might notice like, oh, you know, in these last six months, yep. you've really grown a lot, you yes. know, things of that nature. But it's so hard on the on that day to yeah. be like, oh, you must be. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's the other thing is that realizing that when you are able to kind of stay in your lane in this division of responsibility actually allows for them to do what they need to do when they need to do it. Right, and that creates those healthier, lifelong eating habits that we want. Um, Absolutely, it's really letting them listen to their bodies, but then also, again, making sure you have those healthy food choices available, making sure that, again, we are good role models, because that's a huge part of it, too. And then the other thing I did want to talk about that you had mentioned a little bit was sort of this idea of structure, mm-hmm. um, because I think you touched on that a little bit, like maybe some of the problem that you're having with, you know, he never eats dinner, he never comes to meals and eats anything, um, is that perhaps we're in a situation where there's not 
structure, Mm -hmm. like in terms of are we grazing all day? Um, Have we not thought about the structure? Do we eat an after school snack at 4.30 and then think that you're gonna be hungry for dinner at Mm -hmm. Mm 5.15? So can you kind of speak to like maybe what you suggest in terms of when parents are like, they come to you and you're like, well, he doesn't eat well, but I that's why I let him snack all day uh-huh. or right. something. And I would, and that's probably, first of all, depends on the age of the child, but almost having a conversation, a family conversation of saying, okay, I've noticed that you've been eating a lot when we get home from school, but could we change that a little bit so we have a better quality meal together? Mm-hmm. So maybe is that um, having the afternoon snack earlier in the day? Um, is there snack at school? And if so, could that snack be a higher fiber, higher protein type of food? So then that way they've already had their afternoon snack. They don't necessarily feel like they need one when they come home from school. And then you can have a, a regular dinner time. Um, same thing goes on the weekends. You know, sometimes we sleep in maybe too long and then everything kind of gets pushed back or we start to then have that grazing all day. So going back to really telling your child, and we have to do this in the summertime a lot with Mm -hmm. my kids too, because it's like, we're home. Let's just eat all day. Mm -hmm. We're not eating all day. We're having a meal, breakfast, and then it's snack time, and then it's lunch, and then it's snack time, and then it's dinner. Similar to what you would have at school, a school day, having that structure. Mm-hmm. Um, again, and making sure that if, let's say, the child is going through those growth patterns and you notice that they're hungrier a lot, um, you know, is the fridge packed and ready to go with the cheese sticks, with the yogurt? Is it front and center? Um, same thing with the pantry. Do we have those, um, those higher fiber nutrition bars? Do we have the dried fruit? Do we have the nuts and seeds ready to go? So then they have those healthy food snacks, mm-hmm. but then they have a snack, they're done with it, and then they eat again at mealtime. Because if we're eating refined foods that are not giving you that nutrition or that child that fiber and that protein to keep those bellies full, then of course they're gonna be hungry. Of course mm-hmm. they're gonna want to eat and eat and eat. Well, and I, you know, what do you, how rigid do you suggest mm-hmm. that people be about that? Because. You know, my my personal experience, it's definitely something that I suggest because mm-hmm. I do think it's important, but I almost feel like the better you get at it, the less rigid you need. Mm-hmm. De- Does that make sense? Oh, I, love I don't that. know what Absolutely. your thought about it yeah. is, but yeah. the more I like it to be able to kind of trust that that's the general pattern, mm-hmm. then the less I worry about, you know, the one-offs where it's like, well, you know, you're hungry now, like, yep. fine. Yep. But it, it, is that how our patterns are all the mm-hmm. time, just random, or is it just like, like anyone, I think yeah. once in a while you'll just be like, you know, I ate breakfast and it maybe I as an adult don't usually have a morning snack, uh-huh. but like today it's like 10 o'clock and I'm starving. Right. And right. so, you yeah. know. Listening to your body. Exactly. I mean, I mean that is so t- true too. Absolutely. We don't want it to be so structured and rigid that the child then feels like they can't have mm-hmm. that extra piece of fruit because, you know, it's not snack time. That's mm-hmm. not really what I'm hoping for with what I was saying, but it's also then making sure that when you are eating is having that high quality, nutritious, nutrient dense foods just to help with that hunger. Because mm-hmm. I mean, no kid likes to be hungry. And as an adult, I hate being hungry. I mean, yeah, when you're hangry, no, you can't concentrate, can't focus. So same kind of thing as a child, you know, making sure again, we have those nutritious food choices available, but then just kind of teaching them again that we can't grace. We right. can't just keep eating all day. Because I work with adults that, you know, they come to me and they, they have that struggle and they mm-hmm. really do need some assistance with really putting some structure back into their day as well. So then 
in those kind of situations, mm-hmm. what do you do you suggest mm-hmm. like like hey at first let's just be or what mm-hmm. do you suggest? Yeah, I'd- so a lot of times in those situations, and this is adult or child, is really thinking about having multiple food groups at each time we eat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have these five food groups. Not saying that we have to eat all five food groups at every meal. That's not our goal. But at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, can we get three to four food groups in? Mm-hmm. That's great because you're getting a variety of nutrients, a variety of um, vitamins and minerals and fiber. But then also at snack time, can we get two food groups? That's usually a goal. So I often get a question uh, from clients that say, well, I had an apple for an afternoon snack and then I was extra hungry. And I'm like, that's true. That is exactly what happened in your body. Your body used up that um, the carbohydrates really quickly mm-hmm. and then your metabolism kicked in, but there was no fiber or protein to back it up. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a kid. Let's pair it with something. So is the apple with peanut butter? Is the yogurt with a little bit of granola? Um, is it a fruit with cottage cheese? Again, having that balance and I I love when uh, parents and adults and kids adopt this principle because they come back to me and they say I'm eating more but I feel so much better Mm -hmm. and some of my clients uh, adults need to lose weight and they'll they're like wow I'm losing weight and I'm eating more Mm -hmm. it's kind of a beautiful thing when that metabolism kicks in Mm -hmm. and they can start listening to their body more well I love that Mm -hmm. so I guess Finally, on this topic, I think the thing I wanted to say, you know, we talked a little bit at the beginning is to say I'm having these concerns. So step one Mm -hmm. is like, let's make sure that I don't have a a big problem, Mm -hmm. a significant problem. So certainly we talked about always, you know, go see your doctor, go see a pediatrician. But there are other resources available. Mm -hmm. Um, And so can you tell us a little bit about you know, what resources would be available maybe through Hy-Vee or through Absolutely. Yes. your dietitian. Absolutely, and I love that, and I, I love and I appreciate people that seek out a registered dietitian because that uh, that is, uh, went to school for it, had to pass a national exam, had to keep up with continuing education credits. So um, making sure that you go to a reliable source, mm-hmm. uh, such as a registered dietitian if you need additional nutrition assistance. Um, but during that assessment, I would be making sure that, number one, if it's a child, that they are growing properly and with a courage of course from the pediatrician if anything would need to be adjusted Um, but then just again looking at that whole picture of what that person is eating again doesn't matter what age really assessing what they're eating and then making small changes again as a dietitian my goal is to make sure that these are reasonable realistic expectations and then having making those small goals to get to big goals. Um, and so um, dietitian services at Hy-Vee can be anywhere from a freezer meal workshop that they can do virtually, um, kids cooking classes. You know, I, I had mentioned getting kids involved. That's a perfect way to get kids yeah. to eat more is to uh, do our kids cooking classes. Um, also then just one-on-one counseling or meal planning. All those services can be done at Hy-Vee even virtually. And so um, just reach out to your local Hy-Vee dietitian or contact me and I can help connect everyone too. Amazing. Well, thanks so much, Amanda. Thank you for having me. You bet. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Feeding the Family. Be sure and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you here next week.